When I was a young girl, I was raised in a tie. When I left church and got on the wrong track, I stopped tithing. When I went back, I realized I couldn't tithe because I had myself so much in debt and my husband didn't believe in tithing, so I had to work at it slow. It's been 35 years since I went back to church. My tithing has increased to almost 20%. I've grown in every way, in a large way. It's the only way I can do it is through the Lord. But I didn't have to start with the guilt. I had to start with just giving what I could. Thanks for listening. Great way to start. You know, I was thinking as you were opening the show today about how money finances is the number one issue right now in America when it comes to the political season and the voting that's about to take place in our country. Money is a big issue. And as Christians, we know about stewardship, being good stewards, managing our money correctly and honoring God. And today we'd like to focus on how do you balance that, that when it comes to finances, this thing of giving and saving. We'd love your story as you share with us about finances today. Dr. Randy here at Intentional Living. I want you to know that the callers for today have been pre-recorded from a previous show. They're all ready to go, but our line is open to you. Our phone line is open to you right now where you can call and leave your comment. We'd love to hear how you're balancing this thing of giving and saving during these economic times. What principles are you following? What decision have you made? Give us a call. 888 is the number. 888-888-1717 will take you, uh, when you call, hit the prompt and you can leave your comment. We'd love to hear it and be able to share it on some future shows. Also, I just want to say, speaking of finances, how much I appreciate the faithfulness of so many of you who have continued to pray for and financially support Intentional Living, allowing us to get this powerful message into the hearts of people, drawing them to Christ and allowing families and individuals Uh, to grow closer to each other and ultimately to Christ. That's why we're here. And again, thank you for your support. Thank you for standing with us here at Intentional Living. We appreciate it so much. God bless you for doing that. Come on in. We're going to talk about money on Intentional Living today. Hi, Dr. Randy. My name is Tanya. My husband um, and I are living intentionally by sticking to God's design for money. We are learning to live that it is not our money, but it is His. Uh, We recently sold a vehicle, and with that money, we are tithing off of it, and we are hitting our financial goals this month of living in the 10-10-80 plan, Um, and we are working every day intentionally to raise our children, to worship the Lord, and we are just so thankful for your program. Your radio station is a guidance to us every day, and we are just so thankful that you're on the radio. All right, here we go. We're going to calls. Thank you, by the way, for your stories. Appreciate them a whole lot. Let's start with Brittany in uh, Kansas. In Kansas today. Hi, Brittany. Hi. Talking money. Money, money, money. What comes to mind on this thing of how much enough? Well, um, we are business owners. Like, we own an at-home business, and... Uh-huh. Um, being a part of the 30-day challenge for your radio station and 
and like making a point to listen to the radio station every day is what got us started thinking about giving more. Mm. Um, our company is faith-based and we make it a point to give to people. Um, so every month out of our commission check, we donate automatically uh, $5 from each check, no matter what the amount is. Um, and our goal, I, we started praying over our business and just like my fiance and I, we just wanted God's help with our business because us controlling it got us nowhere. Now, oh, wait a minute. I want to back up. What kind of business do you have? What do you do? Um, I work for It Works Global. I'm an independent distributor. It's a health and wellness business. Huh. We are just out to help people get healthier and manage their money better and live better with their finances. And so what is this $5 out of every check? What does that mean? Um, well, our company has a give back program. So we, as distributors, have the option out of each paycheck to give one, five, you know, whatever, one, three, or five is the amounts that lets us choose on our website. Hmm. So we've chose $5, which is the highest to, for that selection um, to go out of every paycheck, no matter what. Um, and then we just continue to pray over our business every day, every night, every morning when I get up. The first thing I do is pray and ask God to give us an awesome day and uh, lead mm. me to the people that need my, this business. And you and your husband working this together? Yeah, he's a distributor also, so we're a team. And you're in agreement then, so and how to handle money and how to and and all that. Yes, and that's a big help. Like you have to be in agreement, or it doesn't work. Mm. You just have to give all your faith to God on your finances because it's not your money; it's His, and it's our job to go out and help people, not necessarily just be in anything to help ourselves. And once we realized that our business started growing, my faith started growing. We're now in church every Sunday. We're just becoming better, and I think a lot it's of good. every bit of that had to do with giving faith to God, no matter whether it's your finances or anything else. You know, we have a lot of stations listening or taking the program "Intentional Living Beyond Family Life Radio." and this 30-day challenge, asking people to listen to, to Christian radio for 30 days. And you've been doing that. And, and how has that made a difference? Oh, it's made the biggest difference. Like, we, I called myself a Christian before, and my fiancé did as well, but there's something different about us and our family and us as a couple now than when before. Like, now I just, I pay so much attention to the songs on the radio, and half the time I'm crying during most of them because I feel different when I hear them now. Like, I feel like there's a message in there for me, and it's mm. helped us through many situations on top of our finances. I just, I never imagined that 30 days past 30 days ago that our life would be that much different than it is all because we decided to take that challenge and just let God and everything that he's working for the radio station be a part of our lives fantastic well Brittany thank you for listening and make the 30 day challenge a, a lifetime challenge because you see now that what we fill our minds with what we fill our hearts with that's a reality. That's who we become. We become like the people we hang around with and the community we're a part of, and you're a part of a community here uh, as you listen to the radio because we love God and we love God together and we grow together and we need each other. And so uh, we're glad you're listening. Yes, and we thank you guys for having this station and just letting it be a part of our lives because it's a huge help. Glad to do it and much success uh, to you and your husband and uh, your business. I'm Parky Thompson with your Intentional Financial Minute. Giving, it's something that we all struggle with. All of us should be giving, but we find it difficult because of the financial situation we've allowed ourselves to get into. You want your children to grow and know the joys of being able to give to others. Where does that start? In your home. You can intentionally teach your child to give by being an intentional giver. Even at the youngest age, allow your child to experience the joy of giving by getting him or her involved in giving. 
Often giving can be something from the heart, a handmade craft, a card, a listening ear, their time, and yes, their money. Find ways and areas for them to give in all these areas and teach them to set aside part of their commissions just for giving. Share with your child the time that you've been given to and compare the blessings of receiving and giving. By involving your child in giving, you will intentionally bring them into an area that will bless them for years. For Intentional Living, I'm Parky Thompson. Thank you, Parky. Don't you love that name, Parky? Parky Thompson. And uh, some good advice uh, today. Uh, we're getting, getting our minds wrapped around this thing of uh, money, and w- when's enough enough? Uh, I, you know, we all shake our heads in complete dis- dismay when we look at our government. I mean, all of us. I don't care who you vote for or what party you're part of. We look at it and we think, how in the world can we be so far in debt? And um, how in the world can we continue to spend what we don't, we don't have and so on and so on? Um, it, it's a mindset. And then we look at our own selves as human beings, as people. And it's, it's easy to it, – it's just the way we live and it can overtake us. Um, not developing an, an attitude of knowing the purpose of money – and then having an attitude of generosity of giving, knowing it's a stewardship responsibility. That's the word we use in our Christian community, stewardship. It's something that comes through our hands that we use as a steward to fulfill what God's given us uh, to do in our lives for Him. And it's an attitude. It really is. Let's hear what uh, Connie weighs in on this in Michigan. Um, hi, Connie. Well, hello. Very nice to speak with you. Appreciate your call. What, what do you think? When's enough enough? Well, it's it's a very hard question to answer. Um, my husband and I are both working people, and he works in an um, office. I work at a hospital pharmacy. Um, I I didn't used to do that, and um, I I we try to meet the inflation. And pardon me, I don't know what the percentage of inflation is, but it's like every year you just try to hope to meet that. And if there's a, a percentage over that, you know, if you're if you're doing better than that, um, I think you you could give that and tithe it. Um, I used to give a lot more about 15 years ago or so. When I had my other job, I made a couple dollars less than I make now, and we've made ends meet. Um, I'm lucky enough to work part time and then take care of the home and everything, but. At that time, I felt really good about myself, and, you know, I, I felt good about other people because I gave more away to different places that I really felt they needed it. And you don't feel so good about yourself now? No, and I'm, I'm newly returning to F. This is just the first day I returned to the station. I couldn't get it in very well, but I was straining to hear, so I called you. Um but I used to I used to listen a lot more, and I felt better. Um, and the reason now is it's there's there's other other bills. It's the insurance is changing for health and our age, and it's overwhelming. Um, but also, when I get calls at my home, I don't know who's calling me and wanting my money, and, you know, yeah. and, and to give. And it's it's kind of frustrating because you worry about who you're giving your money to. You can't walk into a door as much anymore and say, here's my money and use cash or whatever. It's all electronic and, and you're, it's just, I guess I'm old fashioned. Well, Connie, I think you raise a good point. Today, when uh, when we talk about generosity, there are many needs. The world's needs are greater than, than uh, it's overwhelming. I mean, you, you turn on TV and you see a picture and you see a story you see a report, and you can't you can't do everything. 
But I always tell people, you know, when Jesus was here, even he, when he left, when he went back, ascended into heaven, he'd not finished everything. Now, he finished what he came to do, gave his life for us, but he assigned others to pick up the task, didn't he? You go into all the world and preach the gospel. And I say that to say this. I think we've got to follow the principles. Everything belongs to God in the first place. And we've got to learn to be disciplined to say it's, it's a matter of not how much we give, but how much we keep. And if people today, if you're living on... 100% of what you make, what would you do if you just said, hey, you know, I'm going to take 2%, start saving a little bit. I'm going to start with 2% to start giving back to, to God's work to make a difference, to reach people for Christ, and then be disciplined in who you would choose to give to. I think that's really important to know. You've got to know how is money being used. Is it being used in a way that uh, will honor Christ? You know, one of the ways that ministries subscribe to uh, organizations like the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability, ECFA. Um, and they subscribe to certain standards of integrity and ethics and how they operate. Uh, and, you know, to look at ways how ministries or even how, in your own church, how, how the funds are being used to make an impact in the world. These are things that we need to consider and look at when we think about uh, being intentional. Welcome back. Welcome back to Listening Con. I'm glad you're getting a signal that's stronger today. And I love what you said. It makes you feel better. I think that's a good thing to say, isn't it? When you think about your Christian radio, Family Life Radio, you think about your station, Northwestern, whatever station it is you're listening to, it make you feel better in Christ? I hope so. What a great mission. Here's a question from a pastor who says, I'm not sure what to do about a member that's causing a problem in our church. You know, the scripture says that God hates anyone who sows discord among the brethren, Proverbs chapter 6. So can I challenge you to take a very biblical approach, Pastor? Three things. Go and try to get to the bottom of the problem with that member. Talk to him or her or together and make sure you talk through the things that are important in their life and see if you can resolve the issue. If you can't, then take some other elders with you. In other words, take a group that can support you and sort of document what's going on and give you a perspective on it. And if that's not resolved, only then would you bring it before the church. That's a very difficult question. Be intentional and we'll be praying for you. Visit us at theintentionallife.com. It's the three most important words in the English language. I love you. Okay, then maybe these are three among the most important words. Free, free, free. Intentional Living has free resources for you and your family to strengthen your faith, your marriage, your parenting, and more. Check out The Intentionals, our top 10 lists, read free ebooks, start your own intentional one thing challenge, give and receive prayer, and more. Cool, and it's all free, free, free. TheIntentionalLife.com For eight long, grueling years, I suffered from a dark depression, so much so that I begged God to let me die. I searched God's Word to know who this Jesus is, and I found Him. And I have surrendered to God my marriage, our children, our home, our cars, our money. Nothing's mine anymore. People find complete freedom from sin and bondage because they choose a life in Christ. You help them make these choices as you support Intentional Living Monthly and keep us on the air. Become a member right now. Call 888-888-1717 or go to theintentionallife.com. You're listening to Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. 
Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio, but it is intended to help you live an intentional life in Jesus Christ. Randy? All right. Thank you. Uh, appreciate appreciate that, Kurt. My mind's been kind of really all over the place running and racing on this thought of uh, money and what's when's enough enough and looking at scripture and understanding more blessed to give than to receive. We know that tithing is taught and what does that mean? We live in a Western mindset today, capitalistic mindset in the United States. As followers of Christ, how do we take all of that and understand that in terms of God's design and intention, I think it's clear without reserve to share that the Bible teaches that everything belongs to Him, not to us, that whatever we do, we do unto Him, not for ourselves. And the question should never be, how much do we give? It's how much do we keep? Really, that's what we're asking, because ultimately it's His. And then to develop with young people, especially the spiritual discipline of giving, generosity. Those who do it easily into adulthood usually learned in childhood to begin the attitude of generosity. Today, how much is enough is really uh, the question we're asking ourselves. My intentional life takes the form of just giving back from all the blessing I have, whether that means, you know, being blessed with three kids and the work I do around our house and at school, I'm just giving it back to God. It's not about doing it to bring glory to myself. I'm just trying to give back a little portion of all the blessings I've had. So I just wanted to share my appreciation for the words that you've given over the years about making an intentional choice. And I just love being a Christian. It means more to me than anything. And from that, all other blessings flow. Thanks so much. Uh, you're welcome. You know, I think a program like today makes me think of if, if you feel insecure and security comes with the stuff you have, pretty soon the question is, when is enough of stuff going to give you security, and where does that come from? Okay, Casey's in Georgia. Casey, welcome to the program today. Hey, thanks. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good. It says here you're a college student. Yes, I am a fourth-year senior, and I have put myself all the way through school without parental support, just working one to two jobs at a time while a full-time student. Good for you. What What are you going to graduate with? What's your major? Undergrad is psychology, and then I've got to take a little time to save some money, and then I've got to go to grad school for cl- clinical social work. Good for you. You want to help people. Uh, abused children in particular, yeah. Oh, I've done a lot of uh, volunteering and trying to invest in youth populations. Good for you. What? Uh, how were you raised to be this type of, you know, confident, uh, let's go out there, let me do this, you know, I don't need every, others' helps. I mean, what? how did you get to be like who you are today? Honestly, you'd probably be a little surprised by my answer. I grew up in an abusive home. Hmm. Um, I had two sets of parents, each in their own way. Um, who were very abusive and neglectful. And I kind of went through a crisis, but I clung to faith for a long time. And when I got to college, I hit bottom. Hmm. And I started kind of falling apart. My health was deteriorating. And that's when I got to know God as a Savior who wasn't going to judge me and wasn't going to throw me to the wayside. Um, And he kind of pulled me out of it and early on showed me a passion for children because I could relate, but then later gave me a lot of strength and a lot of fortitude, and I've just kind of refused to quit. 
Good for you. So, for Christ is real in your life. Absolutely, yeah. Well, he's very sarcastic with me. Um, sometimes <laughs> when I talk to my friends about our conversations, they're like, I don't understand this person, but it works. We get along. Hmm. So. Well, listen, uh, Casey, you're a young person, obviously, and uh, you're listening to, in Georgia, you're listening to the station. What is it you appreciate about the, the Family Life station you listen to? Um, honestly, a lot of it's the music. I need things that kind of keep me going, and um, depending on the mood for the day, you know, there are days where I'm down and I'm sad and I need a little bit of a pick-me-up, and the station plays a lot of songs that are basically just like a, it's not on me, but yes, I can, mm-hmm. and it helps to get through. Good for you. Well, that's why we're here. Casey, thank you. God bless you, and uh, may he grant you great success as you move into this next stage of your life of helping others uh, in need. And uh, I pray it'll be a life of service and a life of continued growth in your walk with Christ. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, too. Thank you. Appreciate your call. Hi, this is just a message for Randy about living intentionally financially. He made a comment a simple recipe, but the 10, 10, 80. And I want to agree with him in our marriage. My husband is not a believer, and I am. He's always respected that part of my faith, my uh, desire to tithe. And I tithe my income, and he's always encouraged it. And God has blessed us in many, many ways. And my husband naturally is one that has the same recipe. I tithe my 10 to 15% first, and we save 10 to 15% for ourselves. And then we have, we live on the rest. We agree with Randy's recipe for financial success and uh, being a good example to our children. You know, some people have complicated processes for finances, and I'm just a simple guy. I'm not a financial whiz. That's not what I do, but I understand how finances work, that I'd rather understand a simple formula that I can follow that'll change my life. And that's 10, 10, 80, or it could be 10, 15, uh, 75, whatever it is, but learning to tithe and then learning to save, setting aside for yourself, for the future, for emergencies and so on, and then learning to live on a smaller portion. If you learn to do that, live on less than you make over an extended period of time, you know what? You can become wealthy. It really can. You're talking about years and years, and that wealth can, can help you in the later years and all of the things associated uh, if God tarries, as well as legacy for the next generation. So we're talking finances today with the question, really, how are you balancing saving and, uh, and giving here on Intentional Living? And so Hagar was a rejected person. You know what? Some of you, especially those of you in intimate, close relationships in marriage or family who have been rejected, you know the pain associated with that. Some of you know the deep hurt that can be felt when you're rejected in a relationship. And yet, it's interesting, in the case of Hagar, God stepped in and said, I'll make you a mighty nation as well. I wonder what that did to her heart. Of course, we know that because we see it in scripture later, how she really identified and appreciated that Jehovah God would step in and do this for her. Here's the point. God will encourage those stuck in an unloving relationship. Hmm. I believe that. We see examples in Scripture, and that's the uh, topic this month, how God reaches in and loves the unloved in very special ways. And Hagar is one example. 
I have three others, and you probably could come up with another half dozen yourself as you look at Scripture. This lesson this month is specifically and importantly for those that you know in your life who feel unloved, a brother, a sister, a friend, a co-worker, maybe yourself struggling with these feelings of not being loved and accepted. The lesson this month from Intentional Living is designed to encourage you from a biblical basis and help you see how God reaches out with his magnificent love and how he tends to make up the difference many times in the lives of people. And so I hope the lesson's an encouragement to you. Those of you who are members of Intentional Living, you've probably received it already here by mid-month, both the video and audio version. We'd love your feedback. Thank you for taking time to share it with others. We want to get this out to as many people as possible. And so as you join to be a part of Intentional Living, you can have a ministry, not only helping support what we do every day, but receiving the teaching and share it with your family and friends and pastor and others. Uh, We encourage you to do that, and we'll sign you up to be a part of the Intentional Living community who's receiving the teaching and mentoring each and every month. How do you do that? Come on over to our website today at theintentionallife.com, safe and securely. Sign up and uh, start to support the ministry with whatever God lays on your heart for each month. We appreciate it. It's very simple. Just go to theintentionallife.com. Hi, Dr. Randy. I'd like to thank you for your show, Intentional Living. It has changed my life drastically. And I just wanted to thank you so much for taking my call that day because it made all the difference. To me. And if it wasn't for your program, I'm sorry, I'm trying not to lose it. I don't believe I'd still be married. I wish you could see me now. I wish I could show you how I'm not who I was. I used to be mad at you. A little on the hurt side too, but I'm not who I was. I was thinking maybe I, I should let you know That I am not the same But I never did forget your name Hello I just can't begin to tell you how your program Intentional Living has changed my life I've been completely overwhelmed ever since I started to listen to Uh, your message, how my life has changed as well as my children. I thank you so much. And I just praise God every day. The thing I find most amazing and amazing grace is the chance to give it out. Maybe that's what love is all about. I wish you could see me now. I wish I could show you how I'm not you know what? I just want to say thank you. What an encouragement to hear your stories. And, of course, God's uh, God gets the credit because this is his message. I just simply picked it up and said, hey, I want, to, I want to transmit this message of intentionality because we serve an intentional God. We're made in his image according to Scripture. Common sense would tell you as you look around, people who are intentional with their life, In other words, having goals, following through on those goals on a daily basis are going to be more successful at the things that matter to them than those who don't. And for those of us who are believers in Christ, followers of Christ, more than ever, we need to have this attitude and decision, frankly, to say my life matters, time matters, and I choose to live 
intentionally in Christ. What does that mean? Making the decision is the first step. And then every day, following through to do at least one thing every day that you know is important. There might be many things, but at least one thing every day that will move you in the direction of that goal or vision that God has placed in your life and blessed. And then, of course, the next step is to always look around and say, what's decluttering my life? Attitudes, people, words, decisions, areas of sin that you say, hey, enough of that in my life. I choose to follow Christ. And when you do, that's intentional living. Hey, thanks for joining me today. God bless you. We'll see you next time right here from our Intentional Living Center.